Welcome to Childhood Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Welcome back to Conversations with Kate and Carrie. We are so glad to have you today. We are going to talk about how to make the most of all those training hours. Because <laughs> as child care staff, we have a ton of training. And we're going to talk about how to look for some specific training and some great ways to take advantage of those training hours. So Carrie, why don't you tell everybody about this lovely experience that you and I went through a couple of weeks ago. And in case you didn't see it and you want to see, you don't get to see the actual live experience because, well, we didn't tape that, but you do get to see our, um, our afternoon recap. And so if you'll tell everybody about that, and then we wanted to kind of come back and talk a little bit about with a little more thought about how you can really use that experience and the training and how to bring that as an actual asset to your program. Okay. So what happened was I have a niece. Um, Kate also calls her a niece, even though the relationship is not that clear, but we're, we just go with niece and aunt to her everybody. Her mom calls her my niece. I, that's what I said. <laughs> we just go with niece for both of us, um, even though it's not exactly. Um, and they were having some issues and um, I needed to have an aunt day. She she needed somebody to watch her toddler while she was taking care of other things. And so, great. I know how to do that. I have skill in that. I used to be a toddler teacher. I can do this. No problem. She knows I can do it. No problem. What we didn't think through is that the last time I installed a toddler car seat, were we in another century? <laughs> I think we might have been in another century. I made it a few decades ago. Like I yeah, I may been... have done it at some point in my child care center after I did it for my kids, but it's been a long time and car seats have evolved. Well, and um, my car, my last car that ha- I I had a car with a toddler seat built in. So yeah. my car, my, and we had three of those vans. So I had that same van three times that had a built-in toddler seat. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, I know how to put in a baby car seat, but boy, this toddler car seat definitely took us both for a ride. Like we didn't know about the D-rings in the seat. We didn't know that there are clamps. We like everything that we had done involved just the seat belt. (laughs) And so this whole other level. Anyway, so I'm sure a lot of you are laughing because you already know this, right? But (laughs) we, we have people for installing car seats at schools, right? This is not our job. Usually we were just like, ah, And it reminded me of the fact that Texas A&M actually has a course in car seat safety. And so you can take a training in car seat safety or what my suggestion is, have one of your staff who is agile. Okay. So my suggestion is to have several of your staff. Yes. That's the closing staff. Yeah. That are agile. (laughs) Again, they need to be able to crawl around under and through um, it was very much a, a Berenstein bear moment of ups, inside, outside, upside down. And now I own my Ooh, own. That should be so, a book. That needs to be a book. <laughs> inside, outside, upside down is a book. <laughs> no, 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 no. There needs to be a book about the ants and the grandmas trying to install a car seat. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we'll do that. But anyway, 
having your staff trained as a certified car seat installer and having that be part of what you market during your tour and okay. say, so if right. you've uh, got to uh, have this list of people who can pick okay, up. Okay, stop, child. stop. <laughs> okay. She's trying to talk too much. <laughs> okay. So the first thing we want to do, and the first thing we wanted to do is to tell you about the story. So we told you about the story that we did not, we, we did eventually need to get mom's help in getting the car seat installed. And so once we got mom's help installed, help getting the car seat installed, we were able to take the toddler away. And we realized that we are probably not the only backups to pick up toddlers to go through this experience who've had to beg for help. From yeah, and I'm on her emergency pickup list, right? So if I had had to do this and I'm picking up her daughter because her daughter is sick. So she's grumpy and crying. And I have to spend 20 minutes trying to figure out how to get the car seat in with a grumpy crying toddler. It would be a nightmare. And it will be a nightmare for anyone at your center whose aunt, grandma, coworker, whoever is on the emergency pickup list, if they don't already have a toddler car seat installed in their car or they haven't done it in a while. Yeah. So I just think it is a really cool thing and it could, it would, be an easy thing okay. to add ah, your sales okay. pitch. Stop. We're not to the sales pitch. Okay. We're, we're still on the story. <laughs> okay. So now that Gary's told the story, <laughs> from the story, we were going to go to the training. <laughs> so yes, the idea here is to identify as many of your closing staff, if not all of your closing staff as possible to go through this training, because we really do having now been through this on the other end <laughs> as possible, um, see some real advantages to it. And it's also a great thing to do if your community is having any sort of a baby boom. Uh, it's a great thing to do as part of a hosting. If you have sort of a spring event or a fall event, always include for free some sort of car seat uh, rodeos, um, car seat inspection. You call it what works for your community. You can also have that parents can bring their car and their car seat to you when they're nine months pregnant mm -hmm. and you guys will install the car seat correctly so that it's ready for when the baby arrives. That's another great way to do that. So yep. there's, we could probably come up with four or five other ways to use just this one training, right? But this is not the only safety training available, right? Right. Everybody so, has to have first aid and CPR. So you can't really market that you have first aid and CPR. But, but let's, okay, so let's, but let's talk everyone about everyone on staff has it as opposed to just the required people on staff. So let's talk about that. So one of the things that used to happen back in the day before everything was digital is we used to get some really beautiful certificates, right? But then it was always a shame that they were always stuck in a drawer. As it is, we still file them in a drawer. We usually print them. A lot of times we'll print them. It depends on how, if you're still a paper person. But it's not a bad idea to print some of these certificates, make them pretty-ish, you know, maybe even put them in a frame and put them in your lobby or put them in a hallway going to classrooms where people can still see the credentials, maybe even put them with people's names. One of the facilities that I visited and as it was actually very impressive to me, it was the 
headshot of a teacher. Um, and it wasn't your, your, your corporate headshot. It was it a wasn't stodgy. It wasn't stodgy. <laughs> it was a fun headshot. It was still a headshot. Um, but it was more of a relaxed, casual headshot in their classroom kind of, you know, and they, depending on what they, how, how old they were. Yep. And I want to say, if you are not sure what we mean by headshots and how you would do that, go back to episode 47, which is when we had a, a professional photographer come in and talk to us about headshots and how to use photography with your school. Okay. Go back. <laughs> and his name is Josh Baker and he's awesome. So go listen to it. Okay. So <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, have, it was a headshot and it gave their name and it gave a little bit about their training and, or their experience. And then it gave their credentials and it was great. And it was a, it was a, an eight by 10. It wasn't a, so it was only like maybe a five by seven headshot, but then it gave a credential and it was framed and it was outside of their room. And it really kind of really told you their background. And because we do training every year, it wasn't necessarily every training they did all the time, but it might've given you an example of 20 hours of Montessori or 30 hours of play cur curriculum play-based. And, and so they updated it every year. And it was a great way to get an idea of the experience and the training that that teacher had had. And so what a great way to kind of build a resume for your teachers and have it right there in front of you. So when you're given the tour, you don't even have to remember the bio of every teacher. It's right there. And this teacher has had, oh, 72 hours of math and science curriculum training in the last three years or whatever you wanted to highlight. Well, it reminds me of when I go get my tires, new tires for my car, all of the different installers, there's a picture and there's all these little medallions underneath that says they have this certification or that certification or the other certification. You can do the same thing for your teachers when they get trained in how to use EpiPens. Mm -hmm. Have a certificate, even if there isn't one, make one that, and maybe it's a, you know, a little icon that you put on their bio that says, you know, EpiPen trained. And their first aid and CPR. Okay, well, first aid, CPR, car seat, EpiPen, um, emergency food action plan. So everybody has to have some training, but you, you probably have someone on staff who has gotten more of that training because it's a concern for them or for someone in their family. So they've taken every training you can find on <laughs> allergy action plans. You could probably give them some gold stars. Yep, it's definitely helpful for those gold star <laughs> staff members. But- um, other things, playground safety inspector, who is your playground safety inspector, get them some extra training, give them a title, put that out there so that the parents are like, Ooh, this person is accredited as a playground safety monitor. And How yes, there is a national, inspector. and there is, that is that, that is a credential. Yeah. And if you're trying to figure out what to do with your staff, who've been there for a couple of years and they're tired of doing the same training every year. Some of these things that take 14 or 15 hours, give them that opportunity. Let them start to build their resume. Yep. You know, give them some real credentials. You know, yes, there's the, the five hours they have to have every year. But other than that, why not give them 20 in something that really is a, a certification, even if it is, they're now in charge of the playground. And that means that 
you know, once a quarter, they have to spend two hours, you know, checking every nut and bolt, you know, give them an added responsibility, give them their own clipboard and, <laughs> you know, a certificate. Did you laugh at my clipboard joke? Yes, because I th- <laughs> we think everybody needs clipboards, clipboards and business cards. That's what everybody needs. Um, so yes, they do. <laughs> and so having those and use them in your marketing. And if you're doing something, I'm going to pick one of the low, low hanging fruit kind of things, right? You're going to have maybe some social media and you're like, what am I supposed to pay post on my Instagram or my Facebook or whatever? Here's an easy thing to do is highlight Miss Janice this week and talk about how Miss Janice has this certification. And maybe Miss Janice is willing to talk on, you know, in a recording about how cool it was to get the playground safety inspector training and how um, they really appreciate the fact that working at your childcare center, they were allowed to take this and encouraged to take it. And you supported them in getting this additional um, credential. Somebody's getting their CDA. Great. Why is that not on your social media? The parents don't know what a CDA is. Okay. They also don't know what any of the endorsements your doctor has. Does that stop your doctor from talking about their endorsements? No. So have your, you know, all of this credentialing, whether it's health and safety or whether it's child development credentialing, needs to be part of your marketing and it should go out in your newsletter. It should be on your social media. It should be hung in the wall or in the parent um, bulletin board, in that classroom. And if you have teachers who are like, I mean, doesn't everybody have food handlers? And you say, no, not everybody has food handlers. In this room, there are four of you who work. You're the only one who has food handlers. I think people should know that you went and got that training. Well, somebody had to have it. Not, I mean, we could have changed what we're doing for snack. Um, So there will be staff who are like, this is so ridiculous. Why are you putting it out there? And the answer is because I want the parents to treat you like the professional you are. Mm-hmm. This should be part of your marketing. It should be part of your staff development. It should be part of how you're helping your staff feel that sense of pride in what they do. They're doing cool stuff. Let's let people know about cool stuff. And if they're not doing cool stuff, shame on you as the director. They should be doing cool stuff. There's dead air now. Kate has <laughs> Hopefully, I'm we've stepping given off you- the soapbox now. Your turn. <laughs> Hopefully, we've given you um, some examples. If you are looking for some additional examples, let us know. Uh, when this episode drops, we will make sure that we put the links to the playground certification the um, car seat installation certification, and maybe some of the other fun ones that we have found over the last few years. If you have some additional certifications that you think are great that your staff have really enjoyed, let us know. We do know that a lot of curriculum, a lot of software that are common in child care centers also have their own certifications, their own levels, like you're a level one sort of curriculum, a level two uh, teacher. Uh, So they also have their own. Uh, They do recognize that teachers and child care centers do like uh, gold stars. They like to have that recognition. So we like it too. 
All of this will help you as you are building towards your own Texas Rising Star certification, because we want to make sure that you are getting the most bang for your buck, literally. So with that, we look forward to having you guys listen and check us out next week and have a great weekend. See you next time or hear you next time. Wait, no, you'll hear us next time. Yes. Here we go. (laughs) Make sure that you are subscribed and share the show with someone you know. Thank you for listening to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, leave us a comment below and share the show.